Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, February 3rd, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Addy Oye Jr., and joining me is Tim Ma fucking Gettys. Tim. What's up, Let Tim host? How, How you, you feeling? Doing? Fantastic. Actually, nice. my voice is, is gone a little bit. I don't, I don't All know All that cheering why. from the Super Bowl? Uh, maybe, I guess. You know what yeah. I mean? That MCU commercial. Ooh, oh, man. You that was something mean? else. Legit, yeah, like, else. I'm not a big football person. Like, I'll mm-hmm. follow football, and, like, I'll, I'll watch football and understand what's going on. I'll get excited for the Super Bowl. But, you know, yesterday I wasn't really too into it, despite mm-hmm. it being the 49ers and me being in San Francisco. But I'm, I just got here, so it's hard so for me to really yeah. like, connect. You can't get on like the bandwagon that. yet. You yeah, know I, mean? I got to like, wait about a year or two yeah. before I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go, <laughs> 49ers. But, dude, as soon as that commercial came on, yeah. edge of my seat. No, the thing is, I was watching it with actual football fans. Yeah. And so everybody else was like hyped for everything. And like it was that one moment where I was like, wait. Oh, hope everybody shut up. Yeah, <laughs> we time. will be doing a, a reaction to it uh, in between this and uh, in review later. So Nice. How's your Super Bowl? Uh, it was fun, man. Uh, we I ended up watching with Andy, which was a lot of fun. Because yeah. uh, for most of it, it was just me, Andy, and Kevin watching it. And things would happen, and Andy would be like, okay, so this is why this matters. And like, I feel like I learned a lot about football yesterday. But really? the funniest thing was, obviously, I'm from San Francisco, so like I'm rooting for the 49ers. Mm. Not that I give a fuck, but my friends give so much of a fuck. And like my poor friend James Burke, he oh. just needs his life. His life needs some wins. And I feel like this was the win he needed, uh, and he didn't get it. He did mm. not get it at all. But what was funny is and, because I was with Andy, Andy was semi-rooting for the Chiefs, and I was just like, why, you traitor bitch? Like, you're here. What's your problem? Mm. And he gave us the whole backstory of the coach and all this stuff, and I was just like, oh, man, you know, I kind of want the Chiefs to win. Is and that- then <laughs> when the Chiefs won, and you see the coach, like, Dr. Robotnik-looking ass, like, yeah. just getting Gatorade dunked on him, I was like, you know what? There is good in the world. The Chiefs coach looked a little bit like the diabetes guy, right? Was that the one? You know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking Barry, about. you know what I'm talking about? No. There's a thread on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> if you go to whoever the diabetes guy is, you know the commercial, right? The guy who, like, he's he's looking in the camera, he's talking about diabetes. It's the only diabetes thing. Dude, what are you talking about? You guys don't know what I'm talking about? No. I feel like you're making something up to, like, make Tim no, and I feel not No, this is cool. a widely known thing, the diabetes guy. Mm, no. Like diabetes. <laughs> I just <laughs> okay. That's what he's like. That's what he's uh, like, dude. I totally Holy understand. Shit. Yo, thank you, thank you. Isn't that him? Doesn't it that is. Look like it him? does definitely look like him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, look up the Kansas City coach and then look up the, the diabetes, up diabetes guy diabetes, and tell me that I'm lying. Tell me. Today's stories include a platinum rumor, a platinum tease, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free now it's time for some housekeeping and i'm looking at the doc right now and i have Mm -hmm. one bullet point who i don't know i don't know who added this but it says that i should use my epic esports announcer voice dallas fort worth arlington are you ready to get locked and loaded. I don't have an epic voice. I'm sorry. But you want me to do? I don't either, but I feel like you need to add a, a bit more like douche like a bit, to it. And I got the douche. I mean, do you want to go for it? I, I got this, man. Do it. Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington. Are you ready to get locked and loaded? Andy Nitro Rifle Cortez will be in town February 8th and 9th for the opening day of Overwatch League Season 3. There will be panels, activities, meet and greets, and much, much more. Buy your tickets now at DallasFuel.com and get ready to burn blue. That was great. That was amazing. I wish my voice wasn't fucked up. I feel like I could have really hit that a little bit better. But you know what, guys? That's what you get this Monday, this beautiful Monday. Yeah, if you're interested in that, check that out. I don't know who added that to the doc, but... (laughs) Somebody. Yeah, somebody added that. I don't know who. (laughs) Thank you to our Patreon producers. Now, here's the thing. I don't have the names yet. I know for a fact there are Patreon producers this month mm-hmm. because last mm-hmm. month was our was our big push. But I don't have the names yet. Greg Miller is trying to figure them all out as we speak. One yeah. Joey Noel, I went uh, this morning, knocked on her door. I was like, hey, Joey, do you want to ride? And all I heard, some Zs. I heard some oh, little man. Zs. I heard some capital Zs. Back, forth, back, forth. You know what I mean? That's what happens when you're watching Greg the Greg Miller's Bowl coming in. He has some updates. I don't know where we are on the show. Where are we at the show? Patreon producers. Perfect. Yeah, are we ready? Woo! Yeah. yeah. Right, so Joey Noel can't get her butt out of bed after partying her ass off Woo! watching the Oscar-winning Suicide Squad nominated. So we know one. It won Oscar-winning Suicide Squad. Yeah. So I have your Patreon producers for the first time ever for Kind of Funny Games Daily for the month of February 2020. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't think I screwed it up, but if I did, yell at Joey again. I will. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the nanobiologist, Shiraz Razak, Patrick Higgins. Travis Austin Gajowski. 
That looks like that that didn't paste in right. Travis has three names. I don't know about that business. <laughs> Drew Garnier, Dominic Shorter, uh, Ginny Burnt, uh, Joseph Solar, Katie Galker, uh, Mohammed Mohammed, James Davis, uh, David Mindtel, Mind Free, and Mohammed Mohammed. Wow, I think I got it all. I think it's, I did. It's wow. a world record. So. Yeah, we'll a see. Whole Thank lot you for of your Patreon support, January man. We did our our, our stream on uh, Friday. We hit that 87k. We're doing Xbox Pilot. Good time to be alive. Good time to be alive. We're also doing High School Musical, the musical, the yes, series, the Better podcast. Time to be alive. I'm very excited for it. Today we're brought to you by Manscaped, Brooklyn, and Enraged, Shadow Legends, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We have five stories today. Starting with a doozy, an interesting one. Number one, what is Platinum Games up to? A lot, man. So I have this divided into 1A and 1B because there's multiple parts to the story. So let's start okay. with part A, right? This is, that's very Japanese developer of you. <laughs> Wait, is that right? Oh, yeah. Part, game, yeah. part A, part, yeah. yeah, make this story super complicated. Uh, 1A, the wonderful 101 might be coming to Nintendo Switch. This is by Vicky Blake of Games Radar. And PlayStation 4. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's another part. That's, the, that's, the, that's another, that's another wild, crazy There's so part. many wrinkles to this story that I'm just like breaking it out. It looks like Platinum Games might be bringing the wonderful 101 to Nintendo Switch. Admittedly, it all stems from a very innocuous tweet, but a quick pick of Platinum's Hideki Kamiya on the studio's official Twitter account has kicked off a storm of speculation. Now, Barry, I sent you a link to this tweet. Yeah, so whenever you're ready to bring that up, please bring that up. But uh, it shows Kamiya sitting in front of a desktop PC with 101 in the corner. And that's like 101 o'clock. So like 1 o'clock, 1 minutes in, if that makes sense. In the corner of the screen. Oh, and next to him is a Switch idly, or idly sitting by, too. They know what they're doing. And so it seems like a tease to me. While that alone doesn't tell us much, YouTube channel Game Explain believes an upcoming Kickstarter campaign thought to be going live next week wants to bring the wonderful 101 to Nintendo Switch, which would be a natural jump given the original launched on Wii U back in 2013. That said, there are also rumblings of a PlayStation 4 and possibly even an Xbox One port in the works, too. And to even lend more credence to that, uh, Nibel on Twitter tweeted out, I think it was Friday, uh, that the the Platinum Kickstarter profiles also popped up as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of wrinkles. And here's the tweet pulled up for visual watchers, <laughs> video watchers. Right. You got uh, – now, is Kamiya the guy in the red shirt? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You have Kamiya sitting in front of his, his computer with 101 in the corner, right, the time, right, Platinum in the background, and then a switch. Just sitting right to to the right side of him. Yeah, Tim Gettys. What does this mean? You know, there's a lot here. Uh, last Friday, when um, this was all actually, I'm I guess during the weekend is when this really started breaking. Yeah. But on Friday, I had a couple people DMing me. I had a couple homies that I have that that are kind of that run in circles that know these things, mm -hmm. and they're just like, hey. You should stay stay tuned for Monday. Like, like things are going to be popping yeah. off. It seemed like they popped up a little earlier in the weekend, but those things weren't what I expected. Mm -hmm. I was expecting we might be getting some Nintendo Direct news or something, but they were just telling me like it's in my wheelhouse. So mm -hmm. Nintendo, whatever, this makes sense. Um, the the confidence levels of all that, I was just like, all right, something's going on. And then when for Game Explain to to break yeah, this news, Game Explain rarely breaks news, mm -hmm. but when they do. It, it's they're because it's because they're on to something, right? So I, I fully believe this is happening. Frank Furter writes and says, "Good morning, blessing and Tim." It's rumored that Platinum Games will be turning turning to a Kickstarter type program to fund publishing the wonderful 101 on Switch and surprisingly PS4. With this title being originally released for Wii U at launch, do you think there is any hope of seeing Bayonetta two or three coming back to Sony, or is this just a one off port? Thanks for all you do, Frank Furter. I, I think that the, this story, without it being officially real yet, is already very telling. Yes. The Wonderful 101 should already be on the Nintendo Switch. Yep. The reason that, that it's not uh, – sorry, there must be a reason that it's not. And I think that reason is that Nintendo doesn't see the value in that franchise in a way of wanting to keep it locked to them. In a way of like making sure that like, they're not going to fund the porting of this uh, over to the Switch because they don't see the, the correct amount of dollar signs adding up for that project to be worth it. Mm. That's why Platinum would lean to Kickstarter to, to make this all happen. Interesting. Platinum one of the, are one of the developers that are extremely proud of their games and make a diverse array of games yeah. and, and, and weird games too. So Wonderful 101 is that type of passion project that, you know, it's one of those things of if you played it, you loved it. Mm. You know, not that many people played it, stuck on the Wii U, it was weird, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff going into it, but the people... There's a very, very hardcore niche fan base for it. 
How big is that fan base? Is that fan base even going to be enough to fund it via Kickstarter? Is this all right for a publisher like or a developer like Platinum to be kickstarting a thing like this? Yeah. There's a lot, a lot that goes into this. I think absolutely it's all right. This is a project that seemingly, and as you've seen over the last couple of years, wouldn't happen without that type of funding. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to be very interested to see what that number looks like that they need and if they hit it. Yeah, like Platinum is an independent developer, right? And so like you see games like Bayonetta 2, and I imagine Bayonetta 3, right, wouldn't happen without Nintendo publishing them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and Platinum even goes to, or partners with other bigger publishers to get their games made and get them out, right? Nier Automata was published by Square Enix, right? And so like for them, seeking seeking funding for their games, I feel like, Makes sense for an independent. I mean, it's developer. it's a necessity. Yeah, like, it just it can't happen otherwise, yeah, and that's yeah. why Bayonetta. I think Nintendo wants wrapped around their fingers uh, as much as possible. Yeah, to, and I and, to, I and I wouldn't put it past them to be like, okay, nobody wants to publish Wonderful One 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 for us, but the fans like we can we can foresee fans wanting to have access to the game to this game on current consoles, mm-hmm. and so let's seek publishing. I think that makes sense. Yeah, you know, I can very much see that happening. One B. So let's let's take this a little bit further because you mentioned stuff happening today, and a thing did happen today, which is quite interesting. So this morning, Platinum Games is teasing something yet again, and this time there's a website. This is from Alex Avard of Games Radar. Platinum Games has launched a mysterious new website that's seemingly teasing the reveal of a new game from the creators of Bayonetta, Vanquish, and Nier Automata. Right now, the website just has the number four planted on its homepage, which Barrett has brought up for the video watchers, which spins around clockwise before the screen itself appears to briefly glitch. At the bottom, the phrase Platinum 4 site is now open. Features above today's date suggesting we could expect more news before the sun sets. And so if you look, yeah, we have this 4 that glitches out at certain points. We have the today's date at the very bottom, Platinum 4 site. I don't understand that why, what, what leads this to believe by the end of the day we're going to get more? I don't. I mean that that part. I'm kind of iffy on, but I think the fact that it has today's date on it, which I don't necessarily think. I don't. I don't. Like I why would make, it just change every day to the date? That's weird. Yeah, I wouldn't make that jump. That could just mean that, like, yeah, today's the date they're teasing the thing. I wouldn't latch on to that. But the fact that they have this for website at least means something important is coming. A they're blessing. teasing something. What does it mean? I there are a few theories, right? And so the theory that I have currently is that. Remember when Capcom Capcom had the Capcom Five? Mm-hmm. I think there could be like a Platinum Four situation going on. I, I right? think that that's the most likely thing too. Yeah, where it run is. through the theories though. What are what are the top thought things? I mean, that's my that's the main one I've kind of held on to. The people have been throwing out random stuff on Twitter, like Dragon Guard Four and like stuff like that, where I'm like, I don't I don't know Dragon Guard enough to even know if they're on for. Actually, I think it was Dragon Guard near near Automata, so it would be four. But stuff like that, where people are saying like, oh yeah, the fourth of whatever franchise. But this. We're, what I'm latching onto is the idea of they're they've been in development for Bayonetta three, they they're developing Babylon's Fall, um, there could be a near sequel or remake, you know, in the works or Dragon Guard Dragon Guard sequel or remake in the works, right? And then Wonderful One on One Port, so that's four four games right there. They could be ramping up to announce and release all those games. Interesting. I, I kind of doubt the Wonderful 101 port would be included in that mm-hmm. if they're kickstarting it. But then, I don't know. Like, yeah. they, they are just talking about ownership. The one thing, though, that throws me off of it being the four games is the way that the, the screen glitches out is very near. Right? I can see that. So it's like that. that's hinting more so at near than the other games. Mm-hmm. You did say a near project could be one of those four. But I, do you get what I'm saying, though? I feel like if they were going to tease four different things, it's either don't have any uniqueness or have four different things that hint at the four different projects. I can see that. But maybe every day it'll change. I don't know. Yeah. And like the, the phrasing of Platinum 4, I feel like lends it lends it to my thought that like maybe it's not just a near thing. Maybe it is like four different things because they're phrasing it as Platinum. Mm-hmm. Right, which makes me think like, okay, yeah, they're more representing the the studio than a particular game. But I could see it being a near thing. The thing is, I haven't played Dragon Guard or the first near. I don't know how much they have to do with like that sort of glitchy, glitchy kind of style, thing. you know, as Near Automata does. It could maybe maybe be a Near Automata port to Nintendo Switch. Maybe that could be the thing, but I don't know how that would then relate to four. So. Uh, I have no idea, but yeah. I'm very interested. I do think that uh, God, my fucking voice there. Um, I think that it is four different projects that they're working on. Yeah. And I like that idea. I think it is cool when developers uh, kind of like 
look at their libraries. Yeah, as, like they have a catalog. And yeah. They're like, okay, yeah, we can represent ourselves as a whole brand. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm into it. I And I could see it being like, you know, Capcom, the Capcom 5 released somewhat together, right? They were like close enough. Close I think it was like within a year. Yeah. So I don't think it would be that for Platinum because if they're just kickstarting uh, Wonderful 101, then it wouldn't be on online or in track to release with something like Babylon's Fall, which you've seen gameplay for. I mean, here's the thing. It's a port. Right, mm-hmm. a port requires work, but it doesn't require f- from the ground up. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like getting things over. And we've seen a lot of uh, Wii U games be announced for Switch and come out within three months. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they're going to require that long. You know? Yeah, but where they're at with all their games is harder to believe. Like Babylon's Fall and Bayonetta three, I could see possibly releasing. You know, close to each other because Babylon's Fall, we've seen quite a bit of gameplay for that game. Seems like it's imminent. Bayonetta three was announced forever ago, and so I we haven't see. seen it like make its re reveal. Yeah, and it's it's I, too long. I have honestly. a prediction that that game's coming out this fall. You know, and I could see I could see that happening for, pretty easily for how long that game's been in development. It doesn't seem like a fall game though. Like that. Mm-hmm. That's I feel like they they they've missed their window. What they, I feel like they would have wanted to have it out by Spring. March this year. Yeah, like th- it feels like a March game. It feels like like at latest May. But I mean, Astral Chain released in August. August, yeah, yeah. And, and so I feel like for them, it might just be a thing of like when it's ready. Hey, that's true. Ready. And and Astral Chain did great. Yeah, sold sold way better than than Platinum games normally do. Yeah, and, and, and I think Bayonetta Bayonetta two put that franchise on the map even more. Like that game got like a ten at GameSpot, and remember that game being very well critically received. I don't know how well Bayonetta two sold. That was a Wii U exclusive, right? Yeah, and so maybe sales even doesn't even come into uh, absolutely, yeah. the conversation. But like, I could see them being like, "Oh yeah, Bayonetta is such a big thing now that we're comfortable releasing maybe in August. You know, maybe like near fall, probably not like November, October. But yeah, you okay, know, August. I buy August. Yeah, somewhere you around that over. time, right? But like, if Wonderful One Hundred One, so with the theory that Babylon's Fall and Bayonetta are imminent, I don't think Wonderful One Hundred One could get funded and released this year, right? I feel like it would, it would take at least a year or so before that game I don't came think out. so. I, really? I don't think you can do that. I feel like you just, you'll lose the zeitgeist of it. Like, it's not, like, again, it, it's a smaller project. Like, it's a smaller mm-hmm. title in, in the grand scheme of things of, of relevancy. And I feel like you want to kind of, like, strike where the iron's hot and just, like, they'll know within days if they're going to hit there, mm-hmm. hit, hit it or not. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, but then also when we put in a a near or Dragon Guard mm-hmm. remake or sequel into the mix, like that feels like it's far off. Yeah, that's true. And so I could Although see it be, it's been it's been a while for, since near man. I mean, Nier Automata was twenty seventeen. Then he ported it to Xbox, and I think twenty eighteen. And so like, it's been a while. But there's so many projects that Platinum is working on that I could see them taking their time. But they've always worked on a million projects. Yeah. You know, it's like I I feel like a near sequel is. It's inevitable, and I feel like they must have been working on it for a while now. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if it is announced with this. And I, I don't think that they all need to be released month after month. You know, like I feel like give it a, an entire year to mm-hmm. to run with, and like a year from whenever they start would be like near next next March. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. My prediction is that we get like a platinum four stream, and and it is like four games that they're like, oh yeah, within the next few years they're going to be getting these games from platinum and these are like are, like these are some of the biggest titles that you want from us hmm. and like, i don't think they necessarily need to release near each other but i think near near each other you yeah, see yeah. um but i think we'll at least get an announcement interesting and i'm not i'm trying not to hype myself up too much because it could just be one game yeah but but even that that could be cool that could be cool too if that one game is the sequel yeah bayonetta 4 we're skipping three it's right? fucking a <laughs> that, 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 that could be hype all right number two the Apex Season 4 trailer has dropped. It dropped as soon as we started this show. And guys, gals, everybody, I'm very excited. Ba- uh, Barry, I almost called you Bayonetta. Barry, if you can pull this up. We're going to watch it. <laughs> my little Bayonetta. Hey, Bayonetta. Uh, we're going to watch it live here because I want to know what's going up with Forge. Actually, before we get, in, get into it, I'm going to uh, preface this a bit. So, yeah, what's been, what's been going on, right? This has been a running Games Daily thing, but they, they did their – Season four dev stream where they showed off Forge, and I think me and Greg, you know, uh, talked about it a little bit when they did that, and I was like, okay, seems all right, seems pretty cool, but I wasn't like super excited about it. Uh, a few days later, they murder Forge, Revenant murders Forge, which then causes madness. A few days later, <laughs> we get a new, we get an animation of like the, a Revenant trailer, right? And here's the official gameplay trailer, which should lay things out for us. So Barrett, go ahead and. 
uh, click play. Hammond Robotics. From the core systems to the outlands, Hammond Robotics has been at the forefront. So Hammond Robotics progress, is from Titanfall. Revolutionizing and innovating. And Hammond Robotics is also, I think, sponsoring Forge. Our new Hammond Robotics is committed to leading the outlands into the future the, through extraordinary breakthrough solutions. The current map. Colonial manufacturing, World's transportation, end. security, and now introducing our advanced development in energy production and distribution. The Hammond Robotics Planet Harvester. Huh. Here at Hammond Robotics, the people of the Outlands are our number one priority. Whoa. Hammond Robotics. So they're rigging like robotic we skins for, you. for Legends, it looks like. Jesus. So that's Kill Revenant from the trailer. Revenant's a meanie. Yeah. Dude, Revenant is sick. So yeah, it looks like he's, he's definitely the new legend. Confirmed here. Dude, that's how you show gameplay yeah. off with this. New battle pass. Another oh my god. Wraith, perfect soldier skin. Life on health strength skin. Watson Cyberpunk. Revenant's the new legend. No forage, it looks like. Sorry, what is Forge? Forge was the legend that they revealed Got it. originally, and then Revenant killed him. Rose End ravaged. So a new new form of Rose, Rose End, it looks like. Surprise! This is gonna be the sniper. Moving around in this game looks so cool. Apex, is, have you played Apex? Mm -hmm. It's so good. Like, these skins are amazing. All right, so yeah, coming February 4th, which is today. Tomorrow? Oh, it's tomorrow. Okay, that makes sense, because I try to pull it up today, and I'm like, why can't I play the game? <laughs> um, Am I getting into back into Apex? Dude, Legends? if you want to get back into Apex, I'm going to play some Apex. Dude, I'm fucking Let's down. do it. Let's go. I am very satisfied with everything I just saw. Yeah, yeah. All those give, skins, give me the the top level highlights. Why? What? What got you going there? Uh, so Apex is dope because you know when like Fortnite, right? They instead of doing new maps, Fortnite demolishes their map or like they demolish certain areas and replaces things in them to make to like tweak them and make things interesting, right? PUBG just they they create new maps, you know, in order to replace old maps or in order to add to old maps. Apex kind of does both. Which is a thing that I like, and so with Kings Canyon, which was the first map for I believe season two, they they switched things up a bit and had like the dinosaurs that were like walking around the map, actually walking onto the map and changed it, changed it that way, right? And this is kind of their version for World's End, where now like I guess Hammond Robotics is doing a big, a huge thing and kind of changing up the changing up changing up up the map in I think interesting ways. Um, I, Apex. So Apex kind of does the Overwatch thing where they have lore bits that they use to introduce new characters and that they use to kind of connect the world. But I feel like Apex takes it a step further where it seems like there's a, a narrative that is kind of lasting through the different seasons. And so like the ways in which they implement new characters and new story bits in the ways that kind of connects to other legends, I think is pretty cool, right? And so during our reacts for the season four animation that me, Yusef, Andy, and Belinda did, right? We kind of talked about how, yeah, like the Forge character that they originally revealed got killed by Revenant. And then at the end of that animation trailer, you see a girl who whose dad just got killed by Revenant. And he, she's like over her dad's body, like angry, right? And for for us, we're like, like I feel like for anybody watching that, you're like, okay, cool. That's like a cool animation. But I, I feel like for fans you look at that and you're like she's gonna come back she, as like a, yeah she's like gonna be legend. like the season five or season six legend yeah. That's or like pretty cool. forge might come back as like an undead legend are you are you like upset that. that forge isn't a thing no because forge was kind of underwhelming and so like and that's and i think that is that's also a theory that that they purposely re purposely revealed an underwhelming legend to make revenant <laughs> revenant's uh, reveal pop even more right which for me worked was forge the one that looked like a 90s action figure yes 
yeah, he looked kind of like Doomfist from Overwatch. Like right. had a metal arm, like yeah. strong, like WWE looking dude. Who I think he might have actually been an MMA fighter because he's like he had melee combat. But if they if they come back with him as like a a robot or something, right? Maybe like him in robotics does something to him, and they bring him back that way. Like that's gonna be exciting. That's right? cool, the way man. the Good way in, the, the way in which they have a consistent narrative that I feel like actually matters, <clears throat> you know, to what the the story of the game is and what the reveals are and how they they use that to kind of feed into quote-unquote like viral marketing or viral advertising whatever you want to call it i think is really cool really well done uh really exciting and like i feel like those are some of the best skins i've seen in the game like sk- the skins in apex have never blown me away but these skins look great they're more unique and they pop more like these robotic versions of the original legends and then uh new sniper looks cool like i i like that it seems like it's going this season's going to change things yeah. like actually change things in the way that during that original death stream i was like okay cool this trailer has me has me in hell yeah man that's yeah. exciting stuff exciting stuff number three bungie is hiring an art director for a new game and it's not destiny the hmm. new game is not destiny this is by james o'connor of GameSpot. bungie is currently advertising for a new position as in quote incubation art director one who would oversee art direction on a new ip the job description outlines a game that sounds very different from previous Bungie titles like Destiny 2 and Halo. Quote, are you on a mission to create games that bond players together in deeply invested communities? The description opens. So far, so Destiny, but things change in the next lines. Quote, would you like to work on something comedic with lighthearted and whimsical characters? Bungie's, game, Bungie's games haven't historically been particularly funny or whimsical. And that's the art, article talking. Quote, As the incubation art director, you will define the look of a new Bungie IP and work on all aspects of art to guide a prototype on the path to production, end quote. The description continues. Quote, most importantly, you will work with a a fun, dedicated, and passionate cross-discipline team devoted to making a new franchise at Bungie, end quote. A year ago, Bungie split from publisher Activision and has more control over its own future and what it will develop. Then than it has since before the release of the original Halo in 2001. This job is asking for a candidate with serious credentials, too. They must have, quote, at least five years of art, of game art production, <clears throat> production experience, including experience in an art leadership role, end quote, as well as proven track record of de- delivering clear and consistent visual feedback that elevates other artists' work. It's not too clear, or it's not too much of a surprise to see Bungie expanding beyond Destiny. Back in June 2018, a partnership with Chinese company NetEase saw Bungie being given $100 million to develop a non-Destiny game. That's pretty exciting. It is, man. A new Bungie IP is something I would be very interested in, especially lighthearted and whimsical. I feel like they could nail that. I know they haven't necessarily done it in the past, but Mm -hmm. I I think that, especially when you look back to the, the original Halo games that Bungie worked on, like there was just such a a clear, consistent vision for those games, and I feel like they succeeded in in making really interesting campaigns. In addition to obviously amazing multiplayer maps, yeah. that uh, multiplayer modes and maps that kind of built their own lore and kept people interested. Uh, and this is like before the ongoing kind of changing things, like we we're just talking about with Apex. Like people have like memories tied to Halo maps in a very unique way, where the the maps felt like characters. Yeah, and this is in a time before. Um, you know these hero-based and like legend-based shooters, where it's like they have those unique characters. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many people like Blood Gulch, you know, Ascension, like these maps mean a lot in the same way that like now when we're talking about the Apex maps, it's like people are gonna remember what those maps were in season two versus season six or twenty or whatever the fuck it's gonna be, right? Yeah. Um, I think that taking that and like kind of like doubling down on the the more fun aspects of it and like making it lighthearted is a very stark contrast to destiny and i'm in for that do you feel like they're going to do something that is like a legends or heroes type of game because that that's probably i when i think of bungie's pedigree and when i think of what they would do with something you know fun and like comedic or whatever i think of something that is like you know overwatch or bleeding edge or something along the lines of giving characters more personality and making it more competitive because i imagine they will still they'll want they want destiny to live mm-hmm. as long as, as as it can right destiny 3 is probably a thing that's going to come someday Absolutely. or if not like destiny 2 maybe they'll build on it for mm-hmm. the actual 10 years that was like the original promise of destiny and so i could see i i could see that going in perpetuity so with that 
I imagine whatever else they're working on has to be something that could live alongside Destiny. So they won't make they won't put out another Destiny while yeah. they're working on Destiny, which totally. makes me think that maybe it's going to be something that is more competitive or mm-hmm. something that is a different type of first-person shooter, if it is a first-person shooter. Are you on a mission to create games that bond players together and deeply invest in communities? So it's like, you know, they still do want to, like, get get that pie. Yeah. So I, I think that you're right in thinking that it is going to be uh, in the vein of an Apex or a Overwatch. Um, I think it, it'll be less bleeding edge, though. I imagine it will be a first-person shooter. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. pedigree. I don't see them wanting to jump out of that too much, mm-hmm. um, nor should they. I think that they, they have such tight mechanics for first person shooters that oh yeah you know like why wouldn't why wouldn't you stick with that did just, you play much add the characters. did you play much destiny no i tried and mm-hmm. I, I i tried playing through the campaign and stuff it's just like I, that's not why i play yeah that makes sense that makes games. sense what would you, would you want like the legends thing or what would you want what i would game? want is a deep single player campaign oh, we okay. ain't getting that not, shit. yeah you know what i mean i'll be lucky if we get a campaign that you can actually enjoy just without all the other nuts and bolts that's why i didn't really like about destiny is i feel like for there is a campaign, but I feel like it pulls you out of it and tries to get you into the MMO stuff mm. like too often that it felt like filler to me. And I get it. That's yeah, not that's that the game, game they were designing. Yeah. Totally cool. Um, but I'd love to see that. I don't. I don't see them doing that. I don't see mm-hmm. them investing that much in that because like that's too big of an investment for a, a, the type of game that isn't going to get you that repeat success, repeat money. It's like Jedi yeah. Fallen Order recently, just like uh, the the sales numbers were out. It's like almost 10 million, which was like shocking to so many people. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, that's it. It's shocking that a single player game performs that well, right? Yeah. And, and I feel like, like that's Star Wars. Jedi Fallen, or- <clears throat> Jedi Fallen Order isn't going to continue to print money for the next yeah. however many years through microtransactions or whatever, because that's not the type of game it is. Mm-hmm. Whereas I could easily see them, yeah, going the, some sort of like hero shooter the, route. Whatever this game is, it will have seasons. Yeah, no, that's, for sure. That's yeah, the thing. it might have a battle pass. Yeah, you know, especially like when I see if the, if this game that they're hiring for is the NetEase game, right? Bungie being given a hundred million dollars to develop this game, right? NetEase, I believe, is known for more service servicey type of games, games yeah. that can live on. And so we'll see what they're working on. I'm I'm excited to see what it is because Bungie at this point I have trust in them to make a good game, especially for Absolutely. them being separated from Activision, especially and with having the their separation. Man, this yeah. being their their new thing, like without that, totally. Number four, Sony Survey asks about PS4 remote play on Nintendo Switch. This is by Wesley Yinpool over at Eurogamer. A new Sony survey is asking PlayStation 4 owners whether they'd be keen on remote play on Nintendo Switch. The appropriately named Redditor, you read it here first. Jesus Christ. Give this man all the cookies. Give him all the awards. What a great username. He did it, guys. They revealed the details of the survey, which asks a raft of questions about remote play as well as images of the questions. Remote Play lets you stream your PS4 games to a raft of devices, including a PS Vita, PC, or smartphone, that are also connected to your broadband network. There's DualShock 4 wireless controller controller support, too. The headline in question is, quote, ability to, ability to PS4 remote play on more devices, e.g. able to play on Nintendo Switch, Apple TV, or Android TV. The user then selects how appealing they'd find that, choosing from five options. Meanwhile, other questions posed by the survey suggest Sony is thinking about allowing remote play remote play on a device that's not connected to the internet, allowing remote play without a PS4 connected to the internet, enabling access to PS1 and PS2 games, releasing a slim-slash-portable DualShock controller that's easier to carry on the go, and letting, and letting you connect other controllers such as Xbox One controller or mouse and keyboard. Of course, this is just a survey, and Sony may never action anything mentioned here, let alone release the Remote Play app on Nintendo Switch. But the survey does provide us with a snapshot of Sony's thinking on the future of Remote Play, and it sounds pretty interesting. And here I have, like, the screenshot, um, which, yeah, you see the questions feature for, like, the first question, right, which you can respond, not, not at all appealing, not very appealing, somewhat appealing, very appealing, extremely appealing, right? The question is, feature for low-power mode to help control battery life for... Or battery life of device of the device using PS4 Remote Play, ability to play PS4 Remote Play on more devices, and this Nintendo Switch, Apple, whatever, and then the ability to adjust sensitivity on the on-screen controls, and it, it goes on. But, Tim, how do you feel about the idea of, one, well, let me ask you this first. Do you feel like this is Sony actually looking into remote play on Nintendo Switch into how do you feel about the the idea of it? Um, I mean, I, I think that it is them looking into it in the lightest of ways. Like, these surveys happen all the time, and they rarely actually hint towards things that are... In, actually happening. Yeah. 
yeah, or exactly. that are already in the works. At least, they, yeah, they don't hint at things that are already in the works. They're they're being talked about for a reason of it's gauging interest on should they be in the works, right? Yeah. Um, the other side of it is I don't think it's that interesting. It's that it's just an app that lets you kind of use a service mm. that are existing in other places with apps, and Nintendo Switch just happens to have apps as well, right? This reminds me a lot of Xbox One uh, when it first was coming out, and there was all the talk of like, oh, it has the HDMI ports in the back, so you can hook your PlayStation into your Xbox, and like, or Nintendo, and you could play Nintendo games on your Xbox. Yeah. It was just like, sure, that's a cute thing to kind of like say, but it really, you're not actually doing that. Like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's the equivalent of just opening up a YouTube video of a PlayStation game and having a uh, Xbox Play and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's weird to see Crash Bandicoot on Xbox. That's not a good example, but... That would be weird. But, I mean, in the, in the sense that, like, yes, the HDMI thing, like, what whatever. That's, that's just you using technology. But in terms of a remote play app being on Switch, I mm-hmm. feel like it would be not shocking, but an interesting step for PlayStation. Because PlayStation, I feel like, is the company right now, or, like, the big video games company right now that doesn't necessarily work too easily with Mm -hmm. the other guys like you know like we look back at e3 2018 where uh fortnite was announced for nintendo switch and then like yeah the week later we 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 got the the xbox nintendo switch commercial like play together and all that stuff right and that was like the year that sony was kind of the odd odd company out and I feel like it's only recently that we've gotten Sony to kind of like lift up on, okay, yeah, crossplay is now going to be a thing now. Okay, cool. Like we'll start working with other companies in small, minute ways. I feel like remote play would be an actual step of like, okay, let's put one of our apps actually on Nintendo Switch and allow people to play uh, play PlayStation games on the, on Switch. I feel like that would be. I feel like that would be not shocking, but at least a step toward a direction of this stuff not mattering, like yeah. walls coming down. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it would be a st- – it's more a step than it would be not. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also just don't think – it's just – it's you can have it on iOS, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. I don't think that they're looking at it as, like, playing with the other guys. It's more just, like, it's an app. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's the difference. Whereas Game Pass, if Game Pass were to come to Switch, it would be more like a – that to me is a big deal because that involves subscription-based gaming yeah. where it's like, oh, you're th- people would be able to just play their Xbox titles on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, correct me if I'm wrong, PlayStation Now, the app, you would still need a PlayStation 4. Yes. Actually, for PlayStation Now, no. Because PlayStation Now, you're just so playing. You, you could just subscribe to PlayStation Now and get the PlayStation Now games on Switch? If there's a PlayStation Now app on Switch, then I believe you can just play them on Switch. Because I think... I believe you're play- at that point you're playing off of one of Sony's servers. Like remote play would actually you would need a you would need your own console for a remote play because you're Got then it. playing yeah. off of your own PS4. But for PS Now, yeah, P- correct PS- me. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if I'm wrong about this. But I believe for PS Now that makes sense. I was thinking about yeah. the remote play stuff. So PS Now you can uh, is available on PS4 and PC, but I don't know if that's PC remote play or if it's uh, just available on PC. Regardless, even if it is the PlayStation Now, like the actual, you just get the app and you yeah. can get the games and play it on the Switch, that is a much bigger deal, and I, I do understand okay. that. Yeah, I, I still think, though, that um, you know PlayStation Now is not at a point of what Game Pass is at and what Game Pass is promising with the mm-hmm. first-party titles all coming to it and all that. I think that it could be a big win for Sony to get it on the Switch and then yeah. uh, next-gen kind of revamp what the, the PlayStation Now service offers. Yeah. Greg Miller. Greg Miller. What's the question about PlayStation Now? Sorry, I was half listening while I get PS I Love You together. Uh, if PlayStation Now, the app, yeah. was on a Nintendo Switch, yeah. what would that mean? That would mean you'd have access to PlayStation Now on your Nintendo Switch to stream your games. I doubt you'd be able to download anything, but yeah. you'd be able to but do it. You wouldn't, you, wouldn't need your, you wouldn't need a PS4 to then play those 100% games. 100% correct. Right okay. now, if you, if you use PlayStation Now on a PC, you are not using any PlayStation 4. Gotcha. It's the difference between remote play and xCloud. Where okay. remote play, I need for PlayStation currently. I need to have a PlayStation at home that I'm going to connect to to use my fucking shit. PlayStation Now is you're using a PlayStation in the cloud to play the stuff. You just need a really good internet setup. One hundred percent, especially yes. for a Switch that like has like really bad like. This is why connection. I think honestly, it, yeah. in, in the terms of where PlayStation Now is at. I want to be it, it, like this whole thing's cool. I'm sure we'll talk about hypotheticals on PS. I love you and yeah. stuff. It's a cool idea, but. I mean, like I, you know, when we started in on Peace Walker on uh, PS, I love you, right? And I, I was like, oh man, I forgot I was on uh, PlayStation. Now I'll try that. And like, 
one mission of that, and I was like, close, but no cigar. I'm going to yeah. go back to using the PS3 rather than trying to stream this to my PS4. Now, again, with PlayStation 4, uh, using PS Now for you know the games it can download and play locally. That's awesome. That's yeah, great. That's, what a cool that's service. a different story for sure. Switch wouldn't. Have, I don't think would ever allow that or have that ability. I think it would strictly be what we're always talking about with XCloud. That if XCloud came to uh, Nintendo Switch, yeah, you'd just be streaming it. Just you'd just be streaming this too. Gotcha. Interesting. Michael Knight writes in and says, "Hello, KFGD hosts. PlayStation recently released a survey asking asking owners about their use of remote play. Questions were asked about whether users would use the use the service if it were available on the Switch or the Xbox One. Do you think Sony's intentions stop here at remote play, or could this lead to a PlayStation ex- to PlayStation exclusive titles showing on the eShop or Microsoft Store? Thanks for all you do. No, no, nah. yeah, nah. right <laughs> now, no." I think there. I think there could be a future. There, I mean, the, you already happens. see them kind of like pushing towards that. Like the maybe four years ago, there was like a lot of games coming out that were PlayStation exclusive, but there was also PC versions, right? Mm-hmm. Then now I think it's starting to work the other way, where it's Sony published games. We're starting to see uh, come to PlayStation or to, to PC, and I feel like the next step from that is Sony games showing up in other places, other consoles. I think that step is. I, I'll be shocked if we ever actually see that. I, I just don't think that the the world is ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that next gen is going to really change things when it comes to uh, how much weight's actually put on where you play your games. It's just more the fact that you're playing the games, yeah, um, with subscription services and all that. But I, I don't know. Like I think that PlayStation's uh, business model st- seemingly still remains on exclusive titles yeah, to, to, to bring people consoles. in to sell the consoles but then having the third party games be the thing that like keep people in the ecosystem yeah and like you you can't own that if you put your exclusives everywhere yeah and that's why i think that's that's where i'm kind of at when it comes to playstation and how they interact with other companies because we've had this conversation now a, a lot this month as we were ramping up toward console reveals and what those might be and what the information there might be right and you know, Xbox seems like they're less so concerned about exclusives, you know, as evidenced by the whole story about Xbox One, Xbox Series X not having any generational exclusives, right? Being able to play your game, play whatever game either on the one or say if it is like a, a next gen game, you'll probably be able to play it on the PS4 or PC or also, right? There's not going to be a game that's only on the Xbox Series X. And so it seems like that's less of a Microsoft strategy. Nintendo is doing Nintendo's thing and then PlayStation seems like yeah they're kind of they're kind of they're they're sticking with their strategy that they yeah. had i mean it, with nintendo or microsoft and nintendo it's even interesting where it goes a step further where microsoft is now there's multiple games that they have published on the switch yeah so we have cuphead we have uh ori you yeah. know yeah yeah and i'm like at what point do we see uh master chief collection being just you could buy it on switch mm-hmm. you know i don't think that that's the craziest thing in regards to this though i think i so I had a friend that also got, <clears throat> sorry, got this survey and they were talking about how there are questions about being able to remote play without internet. I have no idea what that means. Yeah. Like, do you think that's just Sony I just throwing the, questions out they're there? They're throwing shit out there just to see what what do people care about? Like, it, like the backwards compatibility and all that stuff. It's like these are all just features. And at some point, it's just you look at features as standard. And when things get taken away, you get upset about it. But it's like we're just getting to a point with technology as a whole that, like, we are talking about nitty-gritty shit because yeah. everything's kind of locked in, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't expect too much from uh, from a new phone. You know what the phone's going to be. You know, like, yeah. any any feature you really want from uh, an, an operating system on a phone is already in it. You know what I mean? They're just going to add something and take it out, add something and take it out just to make it seem like things are changing. But, like, we're there. And I think game consoles are in a very similar place. Man, technology is cool, man. It is, dude. Number five, rumor has it, Breath of the Wild 2 is a 2021 game, and the major Switch title this holiday season could have tires in it. What the fuck? (laughs) This is from Liam Doolin of Nintendo Life. A few weeks ago, the prolific leaker Sabi who has who has a strong track record of uh who has a strong track record said a new Paper Mario game and 2D Metroid title would release this year. Just days ago, the same individual claimed the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel was taking longer than anticipated, and now they're saying the major the major and more likely Nintendo release for this holiday season has quote tires in it. Below are the most recent cryptic tweets by Sabi based on the source information. So I have the tweets here. 
in front of me. Uh, the first tweet is on January third, January thirty first, twenty twenty. They say got some got some good words for Paper Mario from another source. Now I have absolutely no skepticism. Be hype. Uh, also got some. Also got some more specific teases on the way. Won't say too much. And then he follows that tweet up with, Breath of the Wild 2 is taking longer than anticipated back during E3 2019, so it doesn't seem to be this year's holiday release, which adds more credence to the major title I was referencing on a tweet the other day. Neither are set in stone yet, so take some salt. The more likely one has tires. And so, listeners, take this, take all this with, with a huge grain of salt. The more likely one has dot dot space tires. No quotes around it, no anything. So that that's that's weird. Sabi is on my trust list when it comes okay. to like if he says something, like I'm like, I'm listening, mm-hmm. you know. And again, all, all when it comes to all this stuff, until things are confirmed, anything can change. Anybody can like ha- have heard misinformation or whatever. But he tends to not talk about stuff unless mm-hmm. he at least has like multiple people being like, hey, this is what's going on. Um, what, tires. What do you think tires means? I, I mean, the, the easy assumption is Mario, Mario Kart. Kart, which I'd be extremely excited about. Uh, I just don't know if it's time. I feel like Mario I Kart's the. I, I I think Mario Kart's the easy answer, just because. Like, yeah, it, I mean, the last. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Well, all, but it's also it's the their best selling like one of their best selling series, yeah, the Kart series. You know, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is still selling though. Yeah, but that that's like we were talking about this recently on our predictions for um this year, I think it yeah. was. And uh we were talking about how like why would Nintendo put another Mario Kart out cart out when one when eight's already selling so well. If they put another one out, they'll just have two games that sell well. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like I feel like with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, like that was a game that so many people because it was so close to the Switch launching, where Switch launched, everyone was playing Breath of the Wild. That was kind of like the hardcore thing. But mm-hmm. then then I feel like it was the people that are less interested in um, you know, like the the person sitting next to you on the couch, mm. you're trying to. You're like, I beat Breath of the Wild, and it's just like, hey, Gia, like let's give Mario Kart a shot. You know, like my friend Curran was like, hey, Shari, like let, let, we're gonna play Mario Kart, and she got hooked on Mario Kart. I feel like this is it's a good second win game for those type of gamers, as well as the hardcores that that yeah. love you know games. And I think that uh, the next Mario Kart will be a Nintendo Kart. Like I think it'll still be called Mario Kart, but I think it'll be like Mario Kart. Nintendo All Stars yeah. transform, yeah, or, or it has more like a, a um, Smash Smash, uh, which would be roster. awesome, which would be cool. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing: like taking Deluxe out of it, right? We haven't had a new Mario Kart in six years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, I, but I still i I don't think you can take Deluxe out of it though, because I feel like Deluxe for them matters. Like Deluxe I, almost feels like a new Mario Kart game. Just that, but it, it does. It, I mean, it's not though. It's like, not, that's the thing it, is, like, it feels like else. it because it, they like change the items and stuff. But like, yeah. but it plays, there was new maps. It plays the role. No of new maps, Mario Kart sort of though. Thing. Like it, like it's selling like a new Mario Kart. It's yes, taking the that's pla- true. Like, it's holding that place of a new Mario Kart. That's true. But I also, you know, played. I've been playing that Mario Kart for now. Mm-hmm. Many Six many years. years yeah. you that's know? that's few people though. I, I understand it's that. Yeah. I understand that. But even then, it's not that few people. Yeah. Like Mario Kart what, 8 was, relatively speaking, a very high selling game. Yeah. On with the, the Wii, Wii U. U. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I just feel like you're right. It does hold that place. They don't need to do this. But I also feel like there's no argument really to be made of they can't do it and it wouldn't work. Right. I think if they did it, it would work. And I think both would yeah. sell. I just think it was one of those things where I feel like they could hold it for another year or two and have that be this like have that ride the rest of the switch but imagine if they don't have anything else to put that's that's a good point then it's like well fuck we need we need something i i think though the mario kart's too easy of an answer yeah i don't have any spicy thing to be like this is what it is he's hinted at something with this he wouldn't say tires so weirdly here Mm -hmm. if there wasn't some type of connection what could it be like I don't know what else it could be involving tires. Is tires in the name or is tires? Is it an excite bike? Is it like? Ooh. But like he's talking about it about a major Ooh. holiday release yeah, replacing excite- Zelda. Like yeah. there was so. No. Okay. Uh, what, what was that moment? <laughs> yeah. What was that moment? Yeah. Share well, I, I had a moment of, of F Zero, but the, yeah, they don't have tires. There's no. T- I know. Not that, yet. That, but like, Not and yet. also, <laughs> but that's my thing is I can see them doing some weird shit with F Zero, and like. Because I feel tires is too on the nose to just be like, and F- cars have tires. <laughs> An F-Zero that takes place in the present. F-2020. F-negative. Panther was in the chat saying an F-Zero prequel. Yeah. Yo. I mean, I, honestly, I, I don't think that's what it is. But like, 
Darth Pickles writes in and says, Happy Monday, Blessing and Tim. With the rumors that there will be a new a new Switch title holiday 2020 that will have tires, do you think that we'll get a new Mario Kart or something more unique? Personally, with all the former Xbox exclusive games coming to Switch, I hope to finally get Rare Replay. I would love to get to play Diddy Kong Racing, Banjo-Kazooie, and Jet Force Gemini like I did growing up with an N64. Man, Jet Force Gemini. Thanks for all you do, and congratulations on all the fundraising during the 12-hour stream. So, yeah. Rare Replay is going to come to the Nintendo Switch at some point. I hope so. I don't have all... I, I have faith, but I don't have all the faith. It's one of those things where there's so much going on in Rare Replay, license-wise, that I know they'd only they'd only really have to approach Microsoft. Microsoft could probably greenlight all that stuff. A but, Rare Replay will come to it. I don't know yeah. if it's going to be the Rare, Rare Replay, but I feel like... that. It must be being worked on. I would on. want a different version of Rare Replay if it's coming to the Switch. Like, yeah, like I would want to have DK64 and Diddy Kong Racing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Donkey Kong Country, dude. Let's just get fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Let's that's a good point. Let's get crazy. That's a very why, good why is Donkey Kong Country trilogy not on the Super Nintendo that's online uh, thing? That's a good point. Wait, really? Yeah. It's not. They've not, not. not been adding games to it regularly. But, like, the games that they added, I mean, they started with such a strong library, and that trilogy not being there is such an obvious, like, weird. Huh. That's a um, weird yeah. mission. And while we're on this train, put out Earthbound on it. Yeah. Where's Earthbound? <laughs> Come on, man. Figure it out. Um, I don't know what this has to do with yeah, um, tires. Yeah, the uh, rare replay, like, I think we'll get that. I don't think that, like, is really what is being led to being Yeah, I think, well, I think they mentioned switch. rare replay because of Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, they're asking, what personally, uh, what are some games that we would, we would or what we want? Or do we think we'll get Mario Kart or something more unique? I think it'll be it would be something more unique. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tim, mm-hmm. I'm very excited for whatever the the fall holiday Nintendo Switch huge title is. But that's so far away. It is. If I wanted to know what's coming out to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. We're going long here, but I just, I just really, really quick wanted to say. Like, oh, yeah. What the fuck is up with Nintendo right now, man? I like it. <laughs> I like that we don't know. It's scary, they're, they're, we're, getting we a, we're getting a direct this month. I, they're working on shit. We know they're working on shit. What are they working on, man? This is the most exciting time is when it's not real yet. And, this <laughs> and right now, it's just hype. <laughs> this year is already probably one of the biggest years for video games. Yeah. And Nintendo, Nintendo like, we don't do? know, which is really exciting. <sighs> Before we get to out today, I want to tell you about our sponsors. Today, we're brought to you, Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Manscaped. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement. After more than than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. This new trimmer was just released only moments ago. And we are the first to confirm the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0 Manscaping Trimmer is now available for purchase. This third-generation Manscaped Trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are... (laughs) 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 Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Tim and Greg both use Manscaped, and two out of two women agree. It's a smoother look for him. And ladies and gentlemen, two out of two. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, Barrett, you're welcome to the club, right? I haven't used it yet. Okay, but but, but I, I don't wait, know if you realize. Was it 3.0? He got the 3.0, oh, baby. I got the 3.0. I jumped on that. Yeah. Dang. I'm very excited to try it out. Yeah. yeah. Keep I'll us re- updated. I'll report to you on okay. my balls very soon. Yes. I'm very excited to hear about that, Barrett. <laughs> If you use the Lawnmower 2.0, it's an easy transition because it's the same replacement blade with a new and improved skin-safe technology. When I tell you when I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. One one of the coolest new features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let me tell you, I saw a video recently <laughs> of the light. Don't ask me why how I ended up on a Manscaped 3.0 video. <laughs> A YouTuber I watched was demonstrating it, but or not demonstrating it, but showing it. Up. <laughs> All right, bless. All right, but the light, the, the LED light is dope. Like mm-hmm. it looks really cool, and you can probably see more detail when you're. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 7, RPM motor with Quiet Stroke technology, and let's not forget. 
about the charging stand, show your motor off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to, to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours, get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code GAMES. Your balls will thank you. We're also brought to you by Brooke Linen. Making your home beautiful is the ultimate form of self-care, and what better time than the new year to take care of yourself? You spend one-third of your life in sheets. Don't you want them to be insanely comfortable? And this new year, it's time to get comfortable, like with new bedding, loungewear, towels, and more. Home of the internet's favorite sheets, Brooke Linen's got over 50,000-plus five-star reviews and counting. People here at Kind of Funny Studio have used Brooklinen, and everyone agrees Brooklinen is the way to go. They've moved beyond the bedroom to offer essentials for your bathroom, like towels, shower curtains, and bath mats, and even launched ultra-soft loungewear that makes you feel like you never left the bed. All luxury products without the luxury markup. Like softness, comfort, essential essentials to help you relax, Brooklinen has it all. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to hit refresh in the new year. Go on and make yourself com- comfortable. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping on all the new sheets when you use promo code GAMES only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Lastly, we're brought to you by by Raid Shadow Legends. Introducing Raid Shadow Legends. Raid is a mobile RPG done right. Not every RPG must be cartoony and cutesy. Enough with candy, rainbows, unicorns, and bright colors. Get real, raw, dark, epic, and awesome. Raid Shadow Legends will take you to the world of dark fantasy and realism. And now you can play Raid both on mobile and on your desktop. The game is cross-device, so you can play with the same user and switch between devices whenever you want and however you want it. The graphics are amazing in the PC PC version, and the game is super fast as well. Raid has all the features you'd expect from a brand new RPG title, like an amazing storyline, awesome 3D, 3D graphics, giant boss fights, PvP battles, and hundreds of champions to collect and customize. I never expected to get this level of performance out of a mobile game. Check out the amazing graphics and details on those champions, and in Raid, you have the ability to personally customize and choose the artifacts you design um, and design a unique mastery build for each one of them. And the best part, it is free to play. More than 15 million players worldwide have already downloaded the game, so go and click on the link in the description box and start playing. You'll not just enjoy one of the best mobile games of the moment, you'll also be supporting this show. So what are you waiting for? Download Raid via my link, patron.me slash raid, which you'll also get you'll also find in the description uh, and get a special package with 100,000 silver, two clan boss keys, 10 mystery shards, and the amazing champion adjudicator this package will be available only for the next 30 days out today we have dawn of fear for ps4 dragon fang drawn's mystery dungeon for pc ash of gods redemption for ps4 rectum jesus for God. ps4 no <laughs> no it's spelled do not name your game something that close to rectum <laughs> it's spelled r-e-k-n-u-m rectum god rectum rectum Recknum. 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 <laughs> or maybe it's maybe it's Reckonum. Like you're wrecking them. Reckonum. <laughs> Please the gods for Switch, Shadow Rain for PC, Black Butterfly for PC, Terramancer for PC, Space Elite Force 2 for PC, Jari. Jory. Jory for PC. Choco Pixel 2 for PC. Power Struggle for PC and Mac. And new dates for you. We have Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is releasing North America on March 3rd, 2020. And Sometimes Always Monsters is coming out for PC April, or no, January, April 2nd, 2020. I had to like, it was yeah. at 4.20, so I was like, what is the fourth month of the year? <laughs> Alright, here we got Recknum from John Dusoft SL. Oh no. This game doesn't look like a Recknum. No. It looks the evil sorceress cursed the five sacred crystals. Oh man. I don't have a read on this. I don't know what to fe- how to feel about this. I'm not into it. You can't see it because our screen's blocking it right now, but the bottom left, there's there's too much going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. In order to 
I'm calling it now. Game. This is one of the game. This is the game you have to play for PS. For PS, love you. Yeah, yeah I mean, good. I choose the game right now. I'm not. <laughs> this one's not looking favorable. Then Greg's got to play it. <laughs> Someone's got to play this game this week. Recknum. Is it? I don't think it's out on PS4. I think it's only on a PC. PSN game. Oh, this is PSN. Sorry, I thought this was Steam. <laughs> PlayStation podcast over there, right? Now it is time for reader mail. You can write to you can write into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games where you can get the show ad free. Mark writes in and says, hey, I have a question. It's about Nintendo. They totally skipped an, a January Direct, and I feel like nobody is talking about it. How should, we re- how should we read into this? Are they waiting on Sony and PS5 and the PS5 reveal, or do they maybe don't have a lot to show? What do you guys think? Would love to hear Tim's view on this as well. Keep doing what you're doing. Your new patron, Mark. Nintendo doesn't give a fuck about Sony and PlayStation reveals. Yeah, they don't. Just stuff. Like they're they're totally separate from that. Um, there wasn't a direct this January, which was weird, but not shocking. There hasn't been a January direct, if I remember correctly, since the Switch launched. So it's been February. Um, Is that true? I think so. Twenty eight. I feel like twenty eighteen. There was a January direct because I think that's where they revealed Celeste. It might have been like beginning of February though. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, but the point that I'm making is it's not always January. It's yeah. usually January, February. Like last year, I was do February. think the is it maybe they don't have a lot to show. I think it's the proofs in the pudding. They don't have a lot to show for the first couple months of uh, of Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Normally, they have a kind of you know the a January like game and then a March game like moving on through. We have Animal Crossing, and that's that's pretty much it. So it was a direct mini that yeah. they had. April. Yeah, that was like at the Switch launch. And then if you scroll up. And I'll, I'll pull this up too. Uh, so, and then there was, um, let's see, where was the beginning of 2018? They yeah, so on the 11th, they had the Direct Mini. So it wasn't until was March like a bunch 8th of indie games. that was the, the, the major one there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which, man. if I remember correctly, that was, that the was Smash, Smash yeah. Brothers. So, so there you go. Like, I, I maybe target early March as the. Uh, yeah, that was the uh, Smash Brothers reveal, um, and then it's been was... a while since we got a direct, though, right? Like that's not a focused yeah. one, like a, a general Nintendo. I mean, direct. dude, think about it. Like Animal Crossing, the that's last, what we know about. Last year was February. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. How about that? How about that? So yeah, it's probably imminent, but not too imminent. Like within the next month, we'll I mean, probably get one. I, I think within the next thirty days, we will. Yeah. Have it. Yeah. What's your one prediction? Ah, fuck, I don't know. Like this, this it all ties together. Where it's like I don't know where they're at right now. I believe the Paper Mario thing. Yeah, that's, that's I, I believe. Out. I believe. Don't, I believe a lot of that. I'm just uh, Mario Kart. Fuck it. Man, really? Yeah. All right. Depending on, on what it is, if it is Nintendo Kart, then I'm gonna get excited. But if it's Mario Kart t- or nine, yeah, I might be bummed. Yeah. I mean, I'm they might honest. call it Mario Kart nine, but then like. Yeah, if, but like, if it's just like Mario Kart Nine, where it's like, oh, right, here's Mario Kart again with some new features, depending on what the features mm-hmm. are. Like if the yeah. features are, yeah, you know, we're flying now. Here you go. Here, like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here Space. we go. Mario Kart Double Dash Two. Mario Kart Triple Dash. There we go. Three people riding in a cart together. Comrade Blue writes in this is high blessing Tim with the hype as hell Fast Nine trailer being released and Crossroads coming in May with the movie. Do you think the latter will serve as Fast Eight Point Five with major story beats to bridge the gap between the films, or its own self-contained thing? Thanks for all. Thanks for uh, y'all's hard work. I don't know. I'm extremely excited for this stupid ass game. I, I'm I'm hoping that there's some actual lore stuff that mm-hmm. that feels consequential. I kind of doubt there will be. Uh, this definitely, especially now with like the timing of it being May for both of them, I, I think it is total cash in. Yeah. Total just trying to make some licensing bullshit. Um, there's very, very slim chance this is a good game. But I hope that it is a good Fast and Furious adventure. So I'm hoping we get some dumb shit in it. Um, Where do you think the game's going to take place? I don't know. Like We haven't seen enough to, to understand. So it being an 8.5 could make sense. We know that there's at least, at least two years, three years between... Eight and nine because the kid was a baby at eight, and the kid is like handing Papa Vin some wrenches hmm. in nine, you know. Yeah, exciting stuff. And very exciting stuff. Oh, I'm also excited. I, there's a rumor going around, and I don't believe it because this is, I it's, it's just too good it's about to be, to be true. Some bullshit, whatever it's this about is. to be some <laughs> bullshit. But the rumor is that Fast Ten is going to like end the saga. What really? But there's going to be Fast Ten, 
and then Fast 10 Part 2. two. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Please that, do it. That would be great. Please. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Now it's time to squat up. Madog Nick 96 from Massachusetts writes in and says, Hello, Blessing and Tim. I'm very close to obtaining the Platinum Trophy in Samurai Showdown, and I need help. I need help with the Triumphant Teamwork Trophy, which only requires me to fight in an online team battle. Unfortunately, practically nobody plays this mode, so trying to obtain it by chance is astronomical. Any best friends willing to help me out would be much appreciated. I'm on the East Coast of the U.S., and I'm, and I'm usually online from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. my time. That's 5 p.m. to 10, 7 p.m. West Coast, Best Coast. I enjoy playing fighting games, though I'm not particularly good, and I'll be jumping into the new season of Apex Legends as well. You sound like my, you sound you sound like the homie, my dog Nick ninety six. He is man. Thank you as always for all the amazing content you all crank out every day. Uh, my dog Nick ninety six's PSN is my dog Nick ninety six M A D O G N I K nine six. Get on it, man. Get him that trophy. He needs it. He needs it. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. And let's see here. We don't have too many, it looks like. Uh, Kabob says, Blessing is incorrect. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the game of the year, definitive edition. I know that. I'm saying it's taking the place, like, spiritually. I'm not saying it's a new game. I'm saying... In terms of consumers' yeah, minds. Yeah, in terms of consumerism and in terms of, like, the mind of Nintendo and their cadence of Mario Karts. I'm saying Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, timing-wise, could take the place of something like Mario Kart 9 and push that push nine back like another game charles jacobson says less obvious tire game donkey kong country has tires it does oh it does have tires yeah can you imagine i'd get hyped but for the big fall game maybe unless it's donkey kong 64 too yeah that's what (laughs) bless mind melding no dude don't be stupid. They, they won't literally call it like Donkey Kong 64 too. Yeah, it'll be but Donkey like Kong another Donkey Kong 3D platformer. Tim, no way. Tim, you will never see that. You know Mark what? My you, words. you know when you said never. that last time is when I said SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom. And right. you know what? Fuck you, Tim. You're right. This year is made of dreams. Let's fucking go. Hey, I'm not gonna wake you up from your from your dreams, but. <laughs> Just want to let you know, there are other people's nightmares. Charles J uh, <laughs> says, there's three core Nier games at the moment. Nier Gestalt and Nier Replicant are two different versions of the original, then Nier Automata. Cool. Uh, and Yeah, Lord of Pwn says there have been three Guard games. There have, been also, there have also been three Nier games. Okay, so yeah, the fourth thing could apply to, to Nier is what it's sounding like. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there we go. That's all that you're Otherwise, on. We fucking nailed it. Yeah, we nailed it. Good on us. Uh, let's see. This week's hosts for KFGD are Tuesday, it's me and Emron. Wednesday, it's Greg and Tim. Thursday, it's Greg and Gary Witta. And Friday, it's Greg and me. Uh, Gamescast, we're recording live on Patreon this Wednesday uh, at 2 p.m. The topic, the 30 most iconic Nintendo games. We're going through every generation of consoles of Nintendo games up until the Switch. Yeah. Because the following week, we're going to do portable games. And I wanted to, there's not that many portable systems, so I was like, I'm going to add the Switch into that. Otherwise, the episodes would just be too lopsided. So yeah. NES, SNES, N64, GameCube, Wii, Wii U. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be me, Tim, Fran, and Imran. Hell yeah. So get hyped. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Rerun you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.